Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Wow. Was, yeah. I want to see if any, I wanted to. I've been tracking the minute by minutes on our. Uh, Right. You know, uh, hey, did I tell you we picked up like a bunch of international people, dude? Like, we got like Canada now, Chile. That's amazing. Uh, Russia. I love Canadians. I Turkey. Love, I'm so glad we got Canadians. Um, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. We picked up, uh, yeah. I mean, Mr. Worldwide here, myself. And then, of course, you know, I think the reason why we are so internationally known is because of your celebrity. I mean, anytime we can have a celebrity on here. Stop. And okay. when we've got an A-lister as a co-host, oh, the Lord. people are pining. Just 100% like, please, Famer, go be president. <laughs> like, please, man. Like, uh, dude, dinner and a movie's coming back, man. Look, let's have a let's have a, a Matt Campbell Famer holiday. I mean, dude. Uh, it's a big day. It's big, a big, big day. week for you, man. Like you had your own holiday. Any, yeah. So, tell me about, tell me about your your holiday. I don't think anything else happened this week. No. So, yeah. No. No. Exactly. It's been not not much happening. No. Um. So, basically, there's different eras of fish. Um. Just a long story short, I I have always we been have a, very little content, so make a short story long. Short story long, okay. <laughs> but make it entertaining. So and, and it's very millennial, or no, not millennial. Um, like it's very um Gen X based. So everything is like in um upgrade software software upgrade. So it's 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. So each new era that fish is in um is a new um time for uh you know again so it's different labels right so second um can you tell me the air like 1.0 what is give me some years 1.0 is Let's educate these fools i mean i know all this but you know for the for the idiots that don't of course not um 1.0 is um the first section so like fish came about in like 80 you know like 86 ish you know when they really became a band as a current band 80 so that's like from 86 till they took their first hiatus they took a break in like um 2000 so they took a hiatus they said hey we're taking a break it was kind of undefined hiatus then they quit they came back three years later three years later Three years later, they come back and um, so two point starts in 03. 2.0 starts in 03 and ends. It goes two years, oh three oh four. They then say we're done for good. We're done for good. We're never playing again. Fish is over. Is this like it towards the end of Spinal Tap where he's like, I shan't work with him again. This is a hunt. Well, yes, pretty much. They I'll never, had, I shan't work with him again. Exactly. They had a lot of, they had a lot of um, personal problems. Obviously the whole world did at that time, like in our scene wise. Um, and so it was just a mess. And so they, they then split up for good, said we're done. So everybody went to this festival in 2004 in Vermont. We all went, it was a disaster. Um, they literally like, they, it was a, 
pouring down rain. So the, the stage started sinking. They had to like cut people off from coming in. So people came in anyway, but they just, um, um, but they just um, uh, left their cars. They left their cars on the highway and walked in, brought their tents and walked in, okay? Because they said you couldn't bring cars in anymore, right? So it was just an absolute disaster. So they said, we're done. Four years later, they come back again. So, you know, as many bands do, right? So they're, they say, you know, we're going to be back. Um, and like boxers now, retiring. Exactly. UFC now, fighters. 100%. And now it's 3.0. Okay. And so that's what we were in currently until we ended up in this situation now, which is, you know, all, all things have been um, canceled. We, we've got this COVID thing. So now they're calling the new era when they come back 4.0. All right. So, so, to, so just to re 86 to like 2000, 1.0. Accurate. 03, 04, 2.0. Accurate. 7 to 19 slash early 20, 3.0. When we resume, 4.0. And you are a 2.0 guy. I, I, I first started seeing fish in 1.0 though. Okay, so my first show was in 96, but my highest amount of touring was in 2.0. And I really love the 2.0 years. But the 2.0 years are very controversial. Um, because the 2.0 years, the band was a mess. The scene was a mess. Um, it just was kind of a disaster. And so, but the shows are kind of like this. They're playing. You can see at times is, is a little bit rough. Um, but there's also just brilliance. And so for me, I like it because it's just different and weird. You know, once they kind of, and I'm so glad they're, they're now healthy and, and safe, you know, and like better, and, but like, it's different now and the music is different. So I love that time. So it's a little controversial because some people are like, blah, 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 you shouldn't love that time, but for whatever it is. So again, long story short, right? Um, I, I became known as like the 2.0 guy. I'm Famer Time 2.0, if you notice on Twitter there. I became known as the guy who loves 2.0. I would jump on, again, slight guy. I'm the guy who lives on slights. And so people would slight 2.0 and say, oh, 2.0, this is trash, 2.0, that. I was Stan 2.0, loves, love 2.0. It's, you know, and so last night, they've, they've been playing old concerts because they can't have real ones, right? And so they have a... Um, concert finally they've had 30 concerts that they've released none of them has been from 2.0 well last night they finally finally did a 2.0 one so all my friends on twitter my, my big fish friends called it yeah famer day for a little while and it was a big thing and it was a lot of fun it really was a lot of fun but um did you get presents I didn't get, I mean, other than just wonderful wishes and really nice, you know, people being really kind, you know, and all that kind of thing. Um, but other than that, no, but that was great. That's all. How, I'll, I'll take it. how many other uh, famous fish fans <laughs> like in the Pantheon? Like, are you like top one, top five, top 10? 
No. Where are you at oh, here? I, I oh will accept God. nothing below There's, 10. I so know. Oh, I know stop. you're going to be humble about this. So. I will be. Because, and here's what I'll say. There is a long, top long Top five. Line. The answer is top five. Just okay. so everybody knows. I'll, I'll I mean, um, well, how many other fish fans have got a, their own holiday? <laughs> Not many. That's a good point. I mean, I will give myself that, if that makes sense. Um, that's pretty good. But no, I, I, um, there's a, just fish fans have built this community and they're, again, it's artists, it's people doing these incredible things. And so, um, no, I'm, I'm pretty, we talked about it. Like, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm tier two in the, like, I'm like a, I'm like a beast. I mean, you know, I don't know, a B celebrity in like a lister fish, a lister. Oh, stop. Like a, like a, um, like a David Arquette type. You know, like in, in Hollywood or like what else? Who, who else could I compare it to? Well, you can't really be David Arquette. And I know where you're going with this David Arquette thing. And I, I don't even know if I'm going to bite on this, but I'm going to bite on it. Okay. Okay. So Your hatred of Tony Romo is really getting like, it's getting out of hand, Matt. I got to be honest with you, man. Like, and I know why you went with David Arquette, because you claim that the only reason Romo has his job Yes. Is because he dated Jessica Simpson. Obviously. So by that logic, I said, well, I am really looking forward to seeing David Arquette on Fox and <laughs> Kevin Federline on NBC. Because <laughs> if all we have to do is date some super, which by the way, I also said, wait, is Jessica Simpson even a thing anymore? I like, know what I'm saying. You are, let's be honest. You are more famous than Jessica Simpson at this point. You are wow. more of an A-lister than jessica simpson is because she doesn't even have a fish holiday after her fair but but i will also say this is that you know again you know i'm gonna say this he is there he he's a perfect example of a line jumper in my mind if that makes sense he absolutely um you know he doesn't deserve to be there. And there's a lot of people that deserve to be there above him. And part of why he's there is his name recognition, his name recognition, if that makes sense. Okay. So, what, so Drew Brees already has a contract with NBC. Guaranteed. Which is no, ridiculous. He already had it. He had it coming into this year, right? But, but, but okay. So again, to me, a, a, an announcer, and we've, we, we listen to football so much and we've talked about this so much that like we we value announcers and like the skill hello say hi you know. say hi into the microphone hi hello hello she seems thrilled to, to be see you later around today <laughs> see ya so you know i i just and, and i've told you before I, I i think at times his shtick is this whole like i predict plays thing which i don't think is that cool i don't think is um really like what i want from my announcers i mean i really don't i don't see the value in that i don't see the skill in it that much i feel like again an nfl quarterback if trent green honestly wanted to call plays when he's announcing or rich gannon i I mean i feel like he could and so i just i don't like his shtick i guess i don't like his whole thing I guess if that makes sense. And so I, I, and, and I've seen so many announcers that are so much better and I don't see why he would jump up to be like the top team 
you know, in the top number one, getting all the good games when I don't find him to be any more compelling to listen to than, than a lot of these guys. You know what I mean? Do you like him better than Troy Aikman? Um, yeah, I, 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 Chris I, Collins, I, Collinsworth. I find him to be equal. Chris Collinsworth. Um, equal. Brian Greasy. He's better. He's better than. He's better than Collinsworth. He's equal to Greasy. I'm sorry. I'm thinking more along. I need to think this over more. He's not even close to Harlan. He's not even. And I know well, he Harlan. I know does a different thing. I know. The, yeah. Huh? The, so there. Let's let's break it I, down. There's a play-by-play guy and the color commentator. No, I'd rather have Rich Gannon. I'd rather have Trent Green. I think people hate on Trent Green a lot, and I don't think he's that bad. Um, I think he's great. Um, any of these guys, I, I I honestly don't like. There's a level of. Like Booger McFarland is probably one of the few dudes I would be like, I don't want him, but over, over Romo, but uh, well, other than- see there, there's one we can agree on. Like I like Booger McFarland <laughs> in a studio role. Right. But not, not so much on the, uh, no, he's ridiculous. Yeah. He All no- right. Well, yeah. But anyway, point. why is Booger McFarland in there? That's what I'm saying. There are competent play by play. I, here's what I don't love. I don't really love, like, I don't really love, um, just athletes jumping over. I just see it much more as an art. And I, I see as a guy like me and you could easily call these games just as much as a Tony Romo could. And I know that seems, hopefully that doesn't seem too narcissistic or too like, you know, like. But, and, so here's the thing in a professional services type of thing and expertise. I'm like not, I, Andy, like I you and I can, you and I could not exhibit as to why we were experts other than the fact we say, well, I just watched a shitload of football. Well, everybody else has to, right? Um, like, I mean, I dude, you can, I call plays. I call plays before that they're ran. I, I see things that I okay, say things you. before the announcer says it. I will bring in my family and tell you that I knew they were running a play when Tony Romo sat there on national TV and said, there's no way they're running a play. Watch this, watch this guys. They ain't running a play. Look at their body language. No way they're running a play. That's the kind of stuff that bothers me because no other announcer would get away with that. You shouldn't talk in absolutes like that. Again, that's the rules of announcing that he doesn't get. He just blabbers. Well, and see, the funny thing is. Boring and that's stupid. And it's like, it just goes to show you because again, if, if any other announcer got on there and said, guaranteed, they're not running a play. This play ain't happening. There would have been 15 clips talking about on Twitter, looking at, oh, look at this clown, cold takes and everything else. You know, look, they run, and Romo gets a pass. I don't see how, why, Ro- then the minute Romo does this, right? How many clips did they show? Romo saying Tampa Bay and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I predict, Jim. I predict. Um, well, it- they did the same thing with Nate Burleson, too. At the start of the season, they rolled the tape back. With, they're going to roll the tape back to any of these talking heads saying Kansas City and Tampa Bay. So thank you for bringing up Nate Burleson. Who? Hold on, I want to stop. I want to. I want to jump in. I want. I want to make a Tony Romo comment here, real quick. Okay, I will allow the, it. The funny thing about less than five minutes ago, you were talking about you like 2.0 because it's different than everything else. 
It's non-formulaic. It's you have ups, you have downs, right? You have great shows, you have shit shows, right? So that's your that's your thing about 2.0 is that it's is it safe to say that it is not safe? Yes. Right. So like if the band was getting to getting along, the show might be one way or another. If the band was arguing that day, it might be another way. And who knows? It could on the days they were fighting, those might be the greatest shows. The days they were getting along could be, could be brutal, right? Either way. You're nailing it. But, but when you talk about Tony Romo, I see Tony Romo kind of as the 2.0 of announcers because he's different because he does go out. And he does say things that it's non-formulaic. Like when you were talking about, well, I like this era of 2.0 because it's there's not the formula. I was immediately thinking about how, and it's a good thing my kids and wife don't listen to this because I'm about to shit on their favorite artist right here. Right. Every Taylor Swift song is exactly the same. I know, dude. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Blah 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 blah. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Three times, three times through. Three, it's formula. Sure. The the beat like the beats are similar. The, no, the lyrics are similar. They, the, you know, there's all these things, and it's a formula, and it's formulaic, and it's perfect, right? The the pitch is perfect. The the vocals are perfect. The instruments are perfect. Everything is perfect. So produced. Yeah. It's so overproduced that it's so perfect. Whereas like like a good concert, a good artiste, an artiste, artiste art. And why you like 2.0 is because it's not perfect. It's taking chances, man. It's not, it's not. Yes. I hate like, you know, white bread, you know, like I actually like white bread. I've had this argument with guys like actual white bread, but what I hate is I agree. I hate safe. I hate safe. We've talked about it with like, remember the Titans. That's why I cannot do, we've had this conversation about football movies, which we'll, we'll round back. Yeah, we're going to get into that. But like, but like, remember the Titans for, for me, that's too clean. It's too pure. It's too like, it's, it's grossly sweet. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's literally, I feel gross watching it. Cause every moment, like I feel like this uplifting moment, I feel I, it, it turns immediately into like, oh my God, I'm being manipulated by this, like, again, this formula that Taylor Swift has, that Disney has, that, that again, maybe some bands have, and, and Fish has at times, where they didn't maybe in some eras. I'm just going to say this again. So that's where, that's where I am with Tony Romo. I, that I listen to all these other guys, and they're all the same. They all follow the same formula. They all follow the same playbook. They're all... They sound very produced, rehearsed, and scripted. And you know that, I mean, we went through this CBS team, the teams, and I said, uh, you know, I, I like the Harlan, uh, Trent Green. I like that team. Yeah. And I like the Romo and Nance team. Right. And outside of that, man, whatever. And I mean, even Nance and Har- even um, Harlan and Trent Green. I mean, they're Greg Gumbel, Rich Gannon, Kevin Harlan, Trent Green. The only reason why I like Harlan and Green so much is I'm predisposed to like them, right? They're I view I view Trent Green as a chief, right? I don't view Rich Gannon as a chief, as weird as that is. Um I give some I view I view Rich Gannon as a raider. It's not Rich's fault, but I No, it's not. I, I don't dislike Rich Gannon. 
But I think in some ways, Rich Gannon was pissed about that over. Like you still, I feel like when you hear him on the radio and you still hear him nowadays, I think he's a little freer to talk about it. I mean, I, I honestly, like you hear him more and more talk about how furious he was about that whole situation. And obviously, why wouldn't you be? I mean, he practiced every day with that clown. He played every day with that clown, you know, and he could, you know, why? I, I would be furious, but whatever. So, I so you wanted to make a comment about Nate Burleson. I just think that Tony Romo is closer to Fish 2.0. <laughs> that is I, a I, devastating, I, devastating argument, by the way. Like, you know me well. Like, is there any way that you could convince me that Tony Romo's okay? Yes, comparing him to Fish 2.0. Because I, I don't think that he, like, I don't think that the thing that I find charming about him, and maybe that's why I like his play-by-play, is I find him charming. Um, yeah, so did Jessica Simpson. Here we go. Um, I find him charming in a non-Jessica Simpson way. In right. the, I find the charm in the also, mistakes. I find the charm in the, um, yeah, we've talked about that. in how gritty and you know that it's it's sure, different it's, kind of raw. it's more raw yeah, yeah. so um, you know, so you're, you're a big nate burleson guy you've told me this really like um simpson both um both jessica simpson's personalities as well quite a, quite a bit he liked them both um but <laughs> as as sorry that was a bad joke okay um nate burleson here's the thing what i, I did like enjoy about, her work in dukes of hazard again wonderful personalities wonderful personality <laughs> um <laughs> So, so, um, we're, we're, so Nate Burleson did the Nickelodeon game. Now, number one, we haven't had a chance to talk about the Nickelodeon game, which I thought was a blast. Couldn't my watch kid, it. My kids, you know, I mean, I thought, I think they liked it more than maybe they would a normal football game, but I, I don't know that it all, honestly, I may, probably got more excited about it, enjoyed it more, maybe than the kids, weirdly. Too corny. Didn't like it. I, I really enjoyed it on a couple levels. I enjoyed it because of this. Number one, I thought Nate Burleson did a great job of explaining the game in some ways better than I ever see it explained by people in when they explain it. Like I see them mess up the rule. I see Tony Romo mess up the rules constantly. I don't understand why Tony Romo has to ask Jim Nance about the rules and then goes back to like, then they got to go to Carenti or whatever in the studio about the freaking rules. So you talk about expertise, Andy, and that's the piece that I don't, I guess. And then the other piece is this. We also know that they're not talking. They're talking to a universal audience. That's the difference between, I would say, a little bit with Fish and with Tony Romo and what they do in a sense, because Fish has a very niche audience, right? They have a niche audience and they speak to that audience and that audience only. Tony Romo has to speak not only to you, Andy, the, the heavy football you know, fan and the, the follower, but also my wife who's watching the Super Bowl just because she, you know, or, or other people. So what I think he does a poor job of is kind of speaking to everyone. And I think that's why sometimes you have to go back to a little formula of it and kind of at least keep everyone engaged and keep everyone locked in. So when you go like, oh, I see this being a jet, jet red sweep left, you know, 62 right, like, you're losing a lot of people. You're, a lot of people are going, wow, he called the play. That's cool. And he's getting real in depth. And he's really, you know, and then part of me is like, that's not really your job, though. Your job is to explain what you're seeing and call the game and let the game play. Let the game be the, the, the entertainment, you know, in some ways, too. I think Harlan does a really good job of that, too. Like, at times, he will shut up. You know, like, he knows when to be excited yeah, but i think you're confusing the role of a play-by-play guy and the color analyst like but 
Like when you compare Tony Romo to Kevin Harlan, you're comparing apples to oranges. Play by play. Tony Romo color analyzes with with Nance is what I'm saying. That's the problem. So if your issues with Romo starts just BSing about some nonsense, and then all of a sudden he'll come back to, oh, Andy, he said so many. He said the most unforgivable thing in that Cleveland Browns game. He said, we're playing the Cleveland Browns. And I get the confusion. I get it. But he said, in a Cleveland Browns way, get the gleam, man. You remember that? He said something about he made a Marty Schottenheimer quote. And he made it. You know that's from when Marty was with the Chiefs, right? Yeah. He, there's he, a gleam, man. There's a gleam, man. Get that gleam. Tony Romo, it, go back to the tape. If you didn't remember seeing it, he brings up. He brings up, get the gleam, Cleveland, or something like that. Get the gleam. You got to get the gleam. Remember their coach, Marty Schottenheimer, said you got to get the gleam. And I was like, dude, that's the other team. When Marty was with the other team, you butthole. Like, there's so many times and moments where I'm just like, dude, there's the – again, and it happens with all announcers. It happens all the time. I, I understand it's a hard job, and I'll give him some credit. I mean, it's not easy to do. And he's obviously took him to a really well – he's popular. People like him. I just, you know me too. I have a tendency to like be a little contrarian, you know, and like when people are like, oh, this is great. I have a tendency to be at least skeptical and maybe too much too often. Well, let's let's move on to something that you're not skeptical about. Yeah. Um, I believe today is the one week anniversary of the Joe Biden presidency. Am I right on my, do I have my dates right? I, I think so. And uh, you have not been, you've not been pleased with uh, how President Biden's done. So <laughs> I believe you have, uh, what? you have something that you'd like to, uh, to tell the people that it's going to happen in 20, 20, oh, I'm going to run for president. You're running for president. Oh, no. And what, what, political affiliation will you be running under well i mean i'm a permanent member of the party party yes the party so, party um yeah. there is a grassroots i have i have petitions like i have signatures like i know i have more i have well into double digits of signatures here yes. of people from there are literally dozens all dozens. across <laughs> all across the nation yes dozens. that are they are begging, clamoring. Yes, the the only the, there's a little controversy between there's a few s- subgroups in in this. Always. So the official name is Matt Campbell. Yeah. Uh, a good majority of the people that have signed this petition, they're like, uh, we don't know Matt Campbell, but we want to vote for Famer. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we we might go with the Matt Famer Campbell. I think it's important we put that in there. I might need to yeah. get that permanently put on my my. I like it so much better than Matt. Like Matt, you know, is- it's kind of like the uh, where you see those those dudes that are uh, running generally in a, a southern state. Walter Bud. <laughs> Buzz. Yeah. 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 They got they got the quoted middle name. You but, know, like <laughs> we've got plenty of those here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think really the way this this works, we're going to kind of outline your campaign. Oh God! Okay. I want to see you and Josh Hawley go one on one. 
I want to, I want to, we're going to unleash you on Josh Hawley. I cussed out Josh Hawley on YouTube last night. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, that was I saw fun. tweets about it, but you know, I'm not allowed on the, uh, the, the fish programs. They don't. Oh, and yeah, you always welcome. Well, like you said, I, if you're I'm a me, 5.0 guy and apparently <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they don't even, me. they don't you're even acknowledge us. Him, dude. It's like an honorage situation, dude. You're with me. Yeah. So yeah. It's good, uh, you know? yeah. I don't yeah, know which one of those dudes you are. You can claim it. I don't. I don't really follow. <laughs> I don't watch that show. You can whichever one you want to be, dude. Be them. Which entourage, <laughs> dude? You want to be? I'm like. I get. There's one dude that's like famous. Then the rest of the dudes. Yeah. Are like, okay. So yeah. I'm, I guess I'm the famous dude in fish world, right? Yeah, they're a lister, fish right. a lister. But which one are you? Are you like which? How I can't. I think I want to be. I think I'd, I'd be your your e the okay. the manager guy, the business guy. The name makes sense in the fish yeah. world too. Um, yeah. in some ways too. So yeah, just keep that in mind. So, so you cussed out Josh Hawley. Cussed out Josh Hawley. What do you, because, what do, you do to you? Because we are associated with this man, Andy, because we're from We didn't Missouri. go to Rockhurst. Did he? No. Did he go to Rockhurst? Yes, he did. Gross. Gross. Um, well duh. Well, no wonder then. It makes sense. Um <laughs> clown. Um, yeah, no, he uh so yeah, I mean again, all these friends that that i'm starting to meet through this time they're not from missouri and so now like uh, sadly josh holly i don't know if you've heard about this thing that happened um apparently the government got almost taken over Mm -hmm. um but josh holly was kind of you know obviously you know a big part of that and so now like you know hey missouri right hey what's your senator's name yeah hey well tell me about your senator from missouri i'm like dude that ain't my boy just i mean what do we we gotta claim everybody from this state you know what I mean? Like, so I had to let people know that this is not just because I'm from Missouri don't mean I roll with Holly, you know, or, or Roy Blunt or any of them. <laughs> Although they do like, they did have, they did chuckle at Roy Blunt's name weirdly. I don't know why. I don't but, either. Maybe, <laughs> is it because he did the, uh, the because he presided over the inauguration? Maybe? maybe? I think so. I think so. Believe me, I got many tweets um, at me um, about that. Oh, <laughs> Roy Blunt right here. Well, so, uh, well, I think there's a lot of people excited about your candidacy. Um, you know, I, will you give me back my guns that Joe Biden is personally taking? I will personally take them from Joe in it. Cause you know, that Joe is going to put him in a safe, but the safe combination is going to be one, two, three. So I'll get it. I'll get it right out of there from Joe. And I I promise to return that as well as return what, or, or take away whatever rights have been given back to you. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I guess what I would, uh, I think that I was, you know, Trump lived rent free in a lot of people's heads, yours included for about four yeah, he did. I don't know that that's super fair. Other than other than the fact that, like, I I laid off of that for a while, but it still obviously bothered me. But Andy, I mean, some that's like it's like real life, though. It's okay. So, I don't know that. I guess I'm I, I guess I'm not ashamed of that in some ways because. So I had to go to the other side, and give them right. that same advice of. Don't let Joe Biden live rent free in your head, because I guarantee he doesn't know who you are. And he does not wake up every morning going, boy, let me see how I can make insert names here. Life's Trump, miserable. Trump knows me, man. Trump knows who I am. I promise you when I see him, 
No. Is it going to uh, be like, uh, okay. It's going to be like a Trump, Drago, Josh Hawley, John Elway. These are people that you said that you would straight up go up and punch him in the face. I would fight him. You want to tell the Rush Limbaugh story? Which one? Or, uh, it's not, not Rush Limbaugh, I'm sorry, Piers Morgan. Oh, Piers Morgan. Yeah, Piers Like Morgan. you legit said, you legit told Piers Morgan to his face. That was great. Well, I mean, again, not to his face, but I got an opportunity to know for sure that he heard this opinion I had of him. Yeah, so that was great. Um, no, Pierce Morgan, again, another kind of Trump guy, another, you know, obviously clown that I cannot stand. Human, horrible human being. So he was on Barstool, this Barstool, when Barstool Sports first started, they had this show called Barstool Breakfast. Okay, Barstool Breakfast. And it had some people on it. And they, and so I listened to it for a while and they had Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan on it. So I just tweeted at him. I'm like, so is a Barstool Breakfast, you know, like when you're really wasted at like two in the morning at the bar and you like kind of puke up in your mouth, you know, a little bit, but you, you just kind of swallow it back down because like you can't make it to the bathroom, you know, is that what a barstool breakfast is? Because that's, that's what I feel like when I hear Pierce Morgan, you know, like that's what Pierce Morgan does to me. And he literally, so <laughs> he literally like saw that tweet and like read it on air. Yeah. Um, on this barstool show about how you better get me off the show. He was a great sport about it. Good for him. Um, still an asshole though. It's not like I'm like, Hey, hey okay. now I like him still an asshole but he was like <laughs> he was like get me off the show guys look what people think of me look at hammer time i think i was just hammer time at that time uh, yeah like, was, look at look at look at hammer time here he he says i'm like vomit in his mouth <laughs> should we um should should we like start the research process of officially changing your name to Family oh, time, dude. I would, I would do that. I mean, how funny would that be? That would be interesting. I don't know. You know the I ultimate. Should, you know the ultimate warrior changed his legally changed his name to warrior. That's amazing. I, I, I'd have to leave Campbell, so I'd have to be Famer Time Campbell, of course, right? Like, I think you have to do that anyway, don't you? I don't know. You want me to call Prince? See what he did. Good question. Maybe just be a symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just trademark it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a big sports week. Something big in the sports world happened this week. This Love week, it. this past weekend, huge sports news, dude. It was awesome. I, I cannot. Like I was super nervous. Yeah. And then you know, I mean, the big game. It was huge. It yeah. was amazing. Um, but uh, the uh, first and second grade Blue Springs Athletic Association girls Knicks the kicked girls. off their season. Yes. The Lady Knicks. Uh, Do they play like the old school Knicks? I mean, you got to, since they are the Knicks, you got to like, right? Like, you well, gotta... let me, let me just tell you about how the old Knicks yeah, fared. Uh, how they play. Yeah. So um, we are playing at the Blue Springs Field House. We, uh, we drew court number two. Yeah. Um, 10 a.m. start. You know, Famous good start. Famous good start. Yeah. Famous court number two. Famous court number two at the Blue Springs Field House. Solid. And uh, we had three half court practices uh, up to up to that point. <laughs> good, good. And uh, totally prepared then. Yeah. Yeah. First and second grade girls, three half court practices. <sighs> um, coaches in a mask. Me as a coach masked up, yeah. of course. So yeah. um, through it in on court one, the court right next to us 
there was a uh, Pio class going on. Oh, Jesus. With the uh, the music just a blaring. So then you've got masked up coach. You've yeah. got Pio class going on. You've got three other courts of games going on. Disaster. You've got, you know, uh, every coach in the stands telling the pass the ball, go get the yeah. ball, grab the ball, shoot. The real throw, coaches, the real coaches. Throw to Emma, players. throw to Emma. <laughs> you know, first of all, we're Don't still go. using we're still using name tags at, at practice, <laughs> right? That is one gift. Okay, That's Emma, weird. Emma, you're with Alondra. Oh, Alondra, this is Emma, Emma, Alondra. Like, yeah. uh, you have so that. pass it to Emma. Who's Emma? <laughs> so as a uh, the old Top Gun deal, right? Yeah, as a as a an okay um, youth sports coach. Yeah, I uh, basketball. I bought uh, a it's a pack of five wristbands, each different colors. So white on white, black on black, red on red, blue on blue, orange on orange. So in practice. One girl will wear one orange wristband. The other girl will wear another orange wristband. So during practice, that's their buddy. Okay. Sometimes their buddy is their, their buddy and their team. Other times they got to get away from their buddy. Right. So super fun. So it, what it does is it teaches them to know who they're guarding on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, talking to the other coach and I'm like, Hey man, like these girls are just, not you know like they're just running around man it's swarm ball and i was like hey i was like hey coach i I got this wristband i got these wristbands man and like our girls you know kind of they know the wristbands they spread out you know all that stuff i said but and the other coach like dude i love it i'm all in so well i'll talk to the referee at at halftime see if we can you know kind of kind of put these on of course the the referee's like "Mm, man you know with covid just don't think we can do the wristbands so Wait, hold on what what do you mean like would they, would well you, i mean you'd have because there's a, a there's substitutions at four minutes oh, and 30 seconds and they're nine minute quarters and then we we basically do uh um shift changes at at the half at the half <laughs> of the quarter yeah and so oh man i you know i don't know you might talk to the league to see what they say like uh yeah no, no worries man so midway through the third quarter after I talked to this guy about a way that maybe we can kind of get the game where it's not a, just a, a swarm ball. Right. This guy blows the whistle, tells the clock operator to stop the game, calls me and the other coach out to mid court, tells our players to go to the benches. Right, dude. I'm, he admonishes us. Yeah, coaches, the uh, the girls aren't listening to me when I tell them to get back because there's no pressing. There's no pressing, right? So no pressing in basketball. There's no pressing. So like shot goes up, defense gets a rebound. Well, our kids are just they're just trying to get the ball. Exactly. And he's like, get back, get back. Well, the kids, the girls will take two steps back, but they're not getting way back. So I basically if if I want to be overly dramatic about it. I say that I almost got teed up That's in my first yeah. me a double technical on coach Andy and coach Kevin for their team's pressing 
but ridiculous. yeah dude but again, so and that's the piece and and here's i'll just i see it in kids coaching all or kids not only kids coaching but really in the kids refereeing is that ultimately as a kids referee you are like a coach on the field right or a coach on the court and you have to have big energy you got to talk to the kids you got to be kind you got to make sure you're telling them all about what's going on they don't know the rules they don't understand stuff you have to have patience with them you have to like that's on you dude you're right i mean here's again, the other I, I, and, the, and the problem is is that sometimes what they do is they they hire un you know they don't pay them much these referees and things and so it's it's you know they just get people that aren't really trying that hard okay so get get this part too at the start of the game i said uh hey you know these girls have had three practices and i know every other team has had three has had three practices right the other coach like yeah man we've we've had three practices and i said so do you want us like out on the floor kind of helping them you know be where they need to be you know what do you, what do you no i need you coaches to stay on your bench exactly that's what i'm saying okay so it's so like dude you chill out i could be out on the floor it's not like i'm gonna be it's not like i'm gonna be in there blocking shots and throw, dude, throw it to dude. coach andy up throw, throw it up throw it up yeah you know, like <laughs> so that's what that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about don't it's not stop being so rule now the the covid the covid thing might be a cya thing and yeah, like it's fine you know yeah, i mean whatever. i'm not i'm not here, here's the thing. I, I, you know where I'm at with that. And so we might be a little different in, in our view of that a little bit. But what I would say is this, you tried. And so then the idea is, is that to then admonish me and get mad at me for when I'm clearly I've done, I, I, dude, I tried. You see me at least trying. I know they're not listening, dude. I can't help it. And they can't hear you because of all this nonsense. So it's not like I'm not trying, dude. It's their first game. They have only had three practices. Now, here's the other piece break the rules who gives a shit put the coaches on the field no one's on the court no one's gonna get mad just put them on there i i used to run when i coached piper's age kids and tanner's age kids i was right there in the yeah, middle of them the whole time. and I, you know i i mean i wouldn't even think you know for the, the the whole season man maybe the first few games like let us be out like you know hey uh yeah uh, all right come back to me come back to me run to me you know, exactly. like that's what um, we do. That's what I would do. It would be so hard work. I would die. I'd work twice as hard as they did. Yeah. Well, I'd run down the field. Guys, come on, come on, let's go. Run down here. Oh, come on, I'll, come on. I'll tell you though, man, coaching in a mask is it's hard, dude. Like, oh man, so thirsty. Uh so mad respects to those guys. Just to uh, wrap up on the game. Uh so the uh the lady Knicks jumped out to a uh an eight oh lead. Nice. And uh unfortunately we weren't able to hang on to that and we uh we ended up losing 14 to 12 on a last second shot uh, um so i uh effectively res i resigned uh, uh our fans deserve better our uh, ownership deserves better i mean let's be uh, honest this we, is coaching when they ended up with the knicks name i mean this yeah. was probably what was gonna happen well, to dude get this so a ball goes out of bounds with like 10 seconds left yeah this dude calls it like it was clearly off the Celtics. All right. I was about to the Celtics, but he gives the ball to the Celtics, but I was about to call a timeout. I get one and a half. I was about to call timeout with 10 seconds left to be like, and then I was just like, what's the odds of these girls getting the ball up the floor and a shot off in 10 seconds. But I was going to call that timeout, man. I was, 
I was still, I was working the clock, you know, right. But yeah. So we, uh, the, the lady Knicks first, second grade didn't undefeated team undefeated seasons gone out the window. Um, (laughs) played well though. You know, and, and I, I really think that where my downfall was is, uh, when I set the lineup, um, I went off of the league roster. Right. I literally went down the league roster. Sure. This is the first five. This is the next four. This is the next five. Yeah. Five, five. Okay. Here's our, here's our lineup. Uh, you know, I think me really pushing for equal playing time was really what my downfall was like, um, well, but that's not a downfall. Man. I'm going to, I'm going to make an adjustment. Grace and Emma are not going to be able to be on the floor together. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to have to, they're going to have to be the anchors here. You, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be you can't have, I, can't, I, I thought, Hey, be pretty cool. I'll have the twin towers on here. You know, like that you have the two tall girls on the floor at the same time, you know, but it was tough, but I think next year I'm going to need grace and Emma to not sign up so close to each other so that <laughs> <laughs> they end up later in the list. Right. So they can mix yeah. them up. I mean, it was all about chemistry, as you know. Well, yeah. So, right all now. right, man. Anything uh, anything else important happened this week? Anything? anything I big? don't know, man. I mean, we've talked a lot about sports, right? The Knicks. I mean, I, I was, yeah, we got, we got through the Knicks. We got through Romo. Yeah. Through Hammer. Famer is <laughs> fish famous. Oh, geez. Biden, your presidency. Biden's doing fine, by the way. You said I've been strong. Well, yeah, he's fine, but whatever. He, I mean, again, what he's not doing is making news in my mind. I mean, I don't hear about him, but maybe that's neither here nor there. He doesn't really tweet. <laughs> hmm. Thankfully. Yeah. So we talked about the president. Anything else? No, I mean, most things are pretty routine now, dude. You know, yeah. like it's just, it's just a routine. Oh, <gasps> yeah. The Chiefs have a game. Now. They got a bye. Oh, the Chiefs they got, got another bye. Yeah. The Chiefs got a bye. Um, they got another game i think they do have another game one more yeah oh and i think it's a big one it's like i think it's a pretty big one well they're going back to tampa for the second road game against the buccaneers this year right so apparently when did the buccaneers did we go to the nfc south or did they come to the afc west because to play a team twice in the same year well, no, that's what the whole run it back thing is. We got to run it back against Tampa. Like we beat okay. them and they're like, so they, we got to run it back against them. Well, why did we play the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos in their respective stadiums and our respective stadiums? But the Buccaneers, we have to play them twice there. Is it like a weather thing? Was there something? The Tom Brady uh, bias thing, dude. We all know the NFL has rigged it for Tom Brady for years now. So this is just another tom baby rig job well i'll I, i'm excited that they're i'm excited to be back in the super bowl it's amazing dude um it's so it's so awesome but man it was it was definitely different this year um like I, I just remember last year it was kind of like oh my gosh we we did it yeah we, we got there this is great you know and like this year it was just kind of like cool okay well we met expectation and you know there's still another one in that that expectation is still there you know it's, it's so different being the favorite like even you know i know we were favored in against houston we were favored against tennessee last year but like this year it just felt like yeah 
Yeah. No, I listen, I, I understand. So I think for me, there's a couple levels of it. I think number one, we live in a kind of a weird historical time and a historical framework. You have the pay, the Patriots, right? And so what we don't realize is how number number one, I mean, we do, but like the idea that we're back in the Super Bowl repeated, you know, like that is just something that's so incredibly hard to do. So many teams, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. The, the Eagles are a perfect example. Where are they? Where are the St. Louis Rams, you know, after, you know, at times, like where, where were some of these teams that made these runs, deep runs, made it to one Super Bowl, lost or won, won, Philadelphia won off, they, they're firing their coach, their quarterback, they've got yeah. quarterback controversy city, the idea to be able to come back and, and, and still keep this kind of level of play is incredible. I think the other piece for me, and we talked about it before, but just like, uh, there is some vindication here because I do feel like there still is this idea that we're a flash in the pan. And, and I love the fact that we're back and, and, and we can just say, look, I mean, this is, this is no joke. This is no fluke. And I, and, and I also, again, to me, the kid Mahomes is just beyond. And, and I, I get, I know it's not fun to say he's 10 times better than everyone else, but he's 10. It's okay to though, too. He is 10 times better better than everyone else in the league and it's not even close and when I hear people like I don't understand I, I can't wrap my head around people making comparisons or comps to any other player and it just infuriates me like I well can't. it's it's nice of you to say that but according to I believe the uh was it the ESPN folks that uh he was the second best quarterback in the uh in the championship the game. championship game. So, and then maybe, and again, I don't care if he's healthy and playing, they're going to say, Oh, we were talking about the concussion and the toe have again. And I think part of it, Andy, and part of it, I know we're biased a little bit and it's not biased in that we love Mahomes and the chiefs. It's biased is because we've seen every snap of his career. We've seen every game of his life. And so when people say, oh, will he be okay? Oh, he's got the toe. He's got the concussion. Were you worried about his level of play? I mean, was that what you were worried about? It, not me. At least I, no, I, I, I was not worried. <laughs> like, I, I, when I'm not they saying said, I knew he'd win. I'm just saying. Yeah. When I they said that he was going to play, when they said he was going to play, I knew he, I knew he, he would be fine. Like, exactly. And I guess there's an idea, I guess because I've seen him play injured, I've seen the toughness of the kid, I think is not talked about enough. Like that's another piece of it. Oh, you know, like, dude, you realize he came back from a dislocated knee last year, took a team to a Super Bowl. He just got his head twisted off in a game to the point he's passed out and turf toe goes to the AFC championship game a week later and wins, you know, like I, I, I just the, think the a, interesting thing about him you know, I mean, obviously I would have preferred this not to have happened, but it's almost a blessing in disguise. Him not playing that four, that quarter and a half against Cleveland. He gave that toe, that toe didn't take any more damage. Um, you know, he, he was able to get it, you know, cause I, I don't know that he would have injured it even more, but it would have had a little bit more wear and tear might've taken it a little bit longer to heal. There's so much psychological things we've talked about it, and I, I believe in, in some of those things. And I think for sure, when you're talking about those guys at the highest level, right? What, so there's only going to be tipping points. They're all the best in the world. What's what, what tips one, you know, team to another team? What's the one that's going to win, you know? And again, and there's so many psychological pieces that go to it. And I think like, 
him going down and our team seeing him go down and like them rallying around each other and going shit our leaders down we gotta you know and then him coming back like I just think there's a level of like they kind of needed that that kind of adversity just like last year with the, the the big leads that we were you know giving up like there's just a level of like sometimes you need fake like you need if you're the best you need it's again it's like Michael Jordan you know, like Jordan, you know, that's yeah, why it, would, me it was unwatchable because all he did was talk about all these slights and I, and part of me goes, Mike, stop. But then part of you goes, that's why he was the best because he always, he always was like, you know, there's something that I got a chip on the shoulder, something, yeah. no matter where I get, you know. There was always I, an area to improve. Right. You know, and there was so always I, something to improve on. So. I hope it, for, to me, being the Kansas City football team, we will never have to worry about that because I think we'll always be kind of just, they don't want us. They don't want us there, Andy. They don't, they don't, you know what I mean? I just, you know, well, we're there. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right, buddy. Great, man. That's the other piece. I'm just five, just two more seconds. But like Pat is just, why is he not? And I know he's in a lot of commercials, Jake from state farms and all that other stuff. But if they were smart, they would, they would, plaster the world with this kid's face because he's a good kid you know he's what in I mean? a lot of stuff man he's in a lot he, of national he commercials is, he is but look at manning what they 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 have put manning in our damn down our throats and well okay his national okay so he's in head and shoulders yeah state farm he's a gatorade guy he's a oakley guy oh dude i'm not saying he ain't making bank and then just, locally like basically everybody that's Got when a banner in the stadium. Dell, I'd say every commercial, everything. I don't want to hear about Rogers, Breeze. I don't want to hear about freaking Tom Brady even. I don't want to. That's the, that's the past. You know that Roger Goodell doesn't have, like, you can't tell State Farm who they can put in, right? No, like, Roger Goodell runs the world if he wants to. And, like and he, Baker he, Mayfield's a progressive guy, and he does a great job on him, too, he by got the way. Them, yeah, Goodell um, got uh, them to destroy the Robert Kraft tape. I mean, he can do anything. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll go dig that out of the uh, the archives. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, the vault uh, that we said it would never see the end of the light of day. So, mm-hmm. all right, buddy, I will talk to you next week. Uh, we did tell them that uh, Varsity Blues won the tournament, right? I don't think we did. And Vars- that's a, that's Varsity a Blues, win. although living the dream, I'll hat tip to him that he did really devastate. Really, really had a devastating argument against Varsity Blues for me. Um, but in that matchup, it was Varsity Blues. No yeah, we, doubt. we did get admonished for not having Johnny B. Good in for specifically the one line of, I think I broke my dick, coach, which is a every high school kid uh, since that movie came out has used that that yeah. exact line. And I know that I used it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who hasn't? So I remember on the tennis team, you were like, hey, yeah, I broke my dick, coach. I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. I will catch up with you next week. All right. See you guys. See ya.